thank you, God, for peace. And I speak peace right now in the name of Jesus. I say, peace be still in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you. Now, Father, as the word go forth on tonight, I thank you that our hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive this word on tonight. I thank you that the word quicken us. It brings life unto us. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding are open on tonight, that we will know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glory of your inheritance in the saints. And I thank you, God, that we, as the body of Christ, get to know the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of your love. Thank you, God, for our helper and teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. And, Father, I thank you that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me because I have been crucified with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. We will start where we left off. I think you got one scripture last time. And I'll go back over that same scripture, and we will continue. Um, We're talking about spiritual gifts. I gave you the definition of what a spiritual what the spirit what a spiritual gift is. It's God's special special God empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Jesus Christ in order to equip them to serve him. It is special God empowered abilities that God gives to each follower of Jesus Christ in order to equip them to serve him. So all of us in this room tonight have spiritual gifts we have gifts um that god has given us and i gave you first peter 4 10 which says reading out the expanded bible each of you have received a gift to use to serve others be good servants stewards managers of god's various gifts of grace so the gifts that we have is not for us it's to serve others and the reason why I say that not for us, because if Renee has a gift, her gift is going to help me. My gift is going to help Renee, and both of us are being served. So no one is being left out. So these gifts are not gifts that we are selfish with or we're trying to gain things for ourselves through these gifts. That's, the not, that's not how the gifts work. So that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit more on tonight. Whatever gift that God has given you, it is used to serve others. It is not for us to use the gifts to gain attention, to make money off of, or anything like that, or to be exalted. So 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you has, has received a gift to use to serve others. Be good servants, stewards, managers of God's various gifts of grace. So these gifts, they come from God. Once you are born again, meaning born from above, not from this earth, God gives you gifts. Now, this is what we have to understand. The gifts that God give us, we have to be faithful stewards over those gifts. When we look at 1 Corinthians 4, 2, I'm reading it expanded again. It says, now in this way, those who are trusted with something valuable, stewards, household managers, must show that they are worthy of that trust, be found faithful. Now, in this way, those who are trusted with something valuable, stewards, household managers, must show that they are worthy of that trust, be found faithful. And I want to stop on that 
for a minute because we have to understand these gifts that we have from God. God is the one that's um, watching us to see what we do with what he has given us because it's a lot of people that may have um, gifts and sometimes we want to try to go out there because somebody may say, i use for an example, oh, you're a prophet, oh, you're an evangelist, oh, you're walking in all of the fivefold, and somebody may be encouraging that way, and you're trying to go out there and walk in all the fivefold. And remember, we went over that some people may um, have um, been called to be an evangelist, but they also may have um, the calling to teach. They may also have the calling to be a prophet, but that don't mean that you're going to operate in all of them at the same time because God will give you a main calling that you operate in, and then if he want to stir you up to teach while you're in that main call, he will do that. If he want to stir up the anointing for you to walk as a prophet for that time, he will do that. But he normally call and place upon your life one main calling. And then when God see how faithful you are over the call that he has put in your life, then God know that you're ready for whatever else God have called you to do. But it's so many people that, you know, prophets will go out there and they begin to prophesy to people, you know, you this, you that, you the other. And people focus so much on these callings or the gifts that they forget that you got to be trained in whatever you call to do. You can't just go out and step out there and begin to prophesy. And it ain't God that's stirring you up as your flesh because you're trying to act out what somebody said, but you're not even in your word. Everything operates according to the word. This is how you increase in what God has given you because if you stay in the word of God and the word of God keeps gets deep down on the inside of you and as you begin to open your mouth he will fill it and you'll be able to hear him and you're only going to speak what he tell you to speak you're only going to do what he tell you to do why because your heart is right before him some people think you know i'm gifted in this and i'm gifted in that and i do a good job i, I you could do a good job in that but you could do a better job with connecting to the word of god you can function in something, but in order for people to see the anointing upon your life with what you're functioning in, it takes the word of God. You cannot do anything outside of the word because the word is what quickens. The word is what gives life. And the Holy Spirit, he's the one that come in with that anointing, with that power, with that ability for you to carry out what God has called you to do. So you have to be faithful, first of all, in what God has called you to do. And that's even in the natural world. Everybody, I believe, um, has worked or still working. When you were on your job, you had to be found faithful. And what they look at in being faithful is being on time. They look at your appearance. They look at how you carry yourself. They look at what time you show up. They look at what time you leave. They look at whether you're complaining and mummering all the time. They look at you to see your faithfulness 
to that job and how you respond to your supervisor, how you respond to your coworkers, and that when they say, ask you to do something, you always saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever you have me to do. And you're not going from um, employee to employee talking about what I'm not going to do or what I should be doing or I should be getting paid more. No, you're there to work unto the Lord, not unto men. So as you are faithful on that job, you don't have to worry about your boss seeing you. The first one that you're concerned about is God because he's the one that gives you the ability to do what you do. So every morning or every opportunity that you get, that you before him, that you're getting in your word and the word is staying before you, nobody have to tell you what to do and what not to do. You will begin to have a longing and a desire to work um, in the spirit of excellency because you were representing the kingdom. And when God see how faithful you are, it ain't the person that's promoting you. It's God touching their heart to say, promote them because they are faithful so that's how God operates he wants you to be faithful stewards over what he has given you God has made us stewards over these gifts he have made us managers he have given us his gifts these are his gifts that he has placed on the inside of us and those gifts operate as the spirit wills y'all not as we want them to operate but it's as the spirit wills and the more you connect with the spirit you connect with the spirit through connecting with the word of God the more you make a connection with the word the more you're going to be operating in the spirit and nobody never ever seldomly have to tell you what to do concerning what God has anointed you to do it comes natural but it's spiritual amen so you don't have to worry about whether somebody's telling you you this you that you ain't worrying about that because you doing what God has called you to do if nobody never say you an apostle you a prophet you a teacher you evangelist you a pastor if nobody ever say that to you you know what God has said. So you're not out there waiting on somebody to put you nowhere. Why? Because God is the one that promotes. God is the one that puts you up. God is the one that sets you down. So the closer you get with God, you ain't worrying about what man is saying unto you because you already heard from God. So we have to be faithful stewards over what God has given us. An example of that is Luke 16, verse 1 through verse 2. This is talking about a steward. Luke 16, verse 1 through verse 2. And it says, amplified. Also, Jesus said to, his, to the disciples. Now, look who Jesus was talking to. He was talking to the disciples, the followers of Christ. They were being trained. They were being raised up. He said, there was a certain rich man who had a manager of his estate. And accusations against this man were brought to him that he was squandering his master's possessions. And he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management of my affairs, for you can be my manager no longer. So what was happening here, this manager was not faithful over what um, was put in his hands. And this is what Jesus is saying. When Jesus give us something, a gift, and he put it in our hands, he wants us to be faithful over what he has given us. This is an example of money, but this is giving you an example of a steward. A steward can be over money. A steward can be over possessions. 
and we're talking about these gifts. God have gifts that he has given us to be stewards over. And we're supposed to take what he has given us and we're supposed to honor him knowing that, God, you know, I don't even deserve to have this. But because of Jesus, I am what I am, not because of me. So it's an honor and a pleasure to know that God has given you an ability that ability God has given you a gift to operate on his behalf it is not your gift it is God's God has given it to you to use for his glory for the glory to go to God it's not for the glory to go to you and God reminded me today when I was going back over this teaching he reminded me of sister Denise and sister Denise will always get up here and she'll say you know where I used to be the church I used to be in you know, it was just like she wasn't really, uh, how can I put it, accepted for who she really was. And she knows she was doing everything that she needed to do. But long story short, when I first met Sister Denise, I didn't even have to really sit down with her and hold conversations, and I didn't. But when the Lord told me to put her in certain places, and I'm going to be honest, she had just gotten into the ministry. She wasn't in here long. But the Lord was just talking to me about Sister Niece. And he said, put her in this. And I'm like, okay, God. I didn't question God. I said, okay, God, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. And I think the first position she was put in was the kitchen. Was it not? So she was put in the kitchen. But I want you all to understand something. Sister Denise got a gift of help. And she got a gift of serving. Those gifts are right there. She got a gift of giving. So it's not hard for her in those areas. So when God have you to watch a person, he's going to let you know where that person need to be. Now, the first thing that God did, he put in the kitchen. She worked amongst the food um, service with Kim. Kim was over that. And the thing was, she was just so excited. She didn't worry about being in the kitchen. It was just an excitement to know God used me. Outside of my mess, God used me. And she stayed in there, and all of a sudden, God said, now this is what I want you to do with Sister Denise. It was just like boom, 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 boom. And God did this because he saw her heart. He saw her heart. He saw that it was genuine, and he saw what the ministry needed at that time. Don't get me wrong. God will put people in place, but when he gets the appropriate person for that place that have that actual gift, you will see change. And this is what I'm saying. Some people get offended when I talk about this because some people that have certain positions, you got to understand God will put you in a place, but that don't mean that's the place you're going to stay in. Because if God have somebody coming in the ministry that has that ability and they're in that strong and they're walking in it and it's an anointing on their life to do it, that's where he's going to put that person. There should be no offense because do I have witnesses? Does she cover these areas with no problem? You don't have to tell her. She, she follow protocol. She know what the ministry is after and what the ministry want, and she just go for it. That's what God looks for. That's a gift. And when you faithful over that, now she was faithful in the kitchen, doing everything she knew to do from her heart. And God said, okay, now I'm finna give her something else. So he, she was serving in there. So now God began to elevate her. That's what God does. Do you know people actually get mad? 
when they see somebody moving like that. They get mad and say, I've been sitting here for five years and you ain't moved me yet. Talk to God about it. Because I don't go outside of him. Whatever works for him works for me. And that's why I don't look at how people perceive me. Because at the end of the day, I have to answer to him and nobody else. So I'm using her as an example to show y'all that this is how the gifts operate. And when you're operating in a gift like that, God is going to use it for the body of Christ. Because every joint supply. This is why I spend time watching folks. And the time I spend watching folks, I may not say nothing, but I know how a person is going to do. Sometimes people get in a position and they start off well, but what is the scripture that said you run well, but who did hinder you? Is that what it says? You ran well, but who did hinder you? Because some people start out and they act like they can defeat the world. Give them a month and they just slacked off. You don't see them in church. You don't see them in Bible study. Matter of fact, you don't see them. But they say, this is what I supposed to do. Anything that God gives you to do, you're going to do it unto him that you ain't looking at you no more. Because it's not about you. It's not about how you feel. It's not about even what you got to do. It's about what he wants you to do at that time. It's not about putting him on the back burner and doing worldly stuff and then think you're supposed to serve in the house of God. That don't add up to me. Because what we do for him is what's going to last. Everything in the world fails. But one thing that's not going to fail is the word of God. It's going to stand forever. So the more we put into the kingdom... We put it into the kingdom because that's where we're from. It ain't no, um, this one should or that one should have. No, it's what God says outside of what people think. But you have to be faithful in what you do. Being faithful in what you do is you're honoring God because you know that it was no good thing that you have done. Y'all, I'm telling you, when I'm at home or when I'm walking down the road, I begin to praise God and say, God, I thank you. That you have given me an opportunity to feed your people. And God, that opportunity that you're giving me, I don't want to be a time waster. Every opportunity that I can get to sit before you and give you glory and give you praise. Because you chose me for this. I didn't choose myself. So I honor you for choosing me. So I don't take the word lightly because I know I cannot do what I do without the word. Me and my husband was talking the other day. And I was telling my husband, um, sometimes people ask me, you want to go out to eat or you want to do this or do that? And y'all, this is no lie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a greedy person. And it's good sometimes people want to pay for your lunch. But this is what I do. The word or lunch. The word or lunch. The word. And my husband know me. He sometimes he'd say, you want to go eat lunch? And I said, what time is it? No, not right now, but you can go ahead yourself. Is that okay? Because I love the word so much because the word is what keeps you. And yes, we do supposed to live. I am living. I'm living an abundant life in him. And when I get into the word, I want the word to get into me. So the life I live is going to speak for where I've been. 
Because when things come up in your life, you ain't got time to flip through this word and find something. Because at that point, it's just a word to you. But when you end the word every day, the word becomes so much a part of you that when things pop up, that's where you're going to turn to the word of God. There's not a person in here that God has given a gift that you can use outside of the word. Because if you are trying to operate outside of the word, you're not going to be able to function the way that you need to be functioning. Because when it comes to the kingdom of God, there should not be no slackness. There should not be no laziness. There should not be putting what he wants you to do to the side. Because let me tell you something. The more faithful that you are to what God has given you to do. I look at another scripture in Luke 19. It says that. Um, 1912 through 20 the talents he had given one five talents he had given one two and he had given one one he had given them those talents according to their abilities and he told them to occupy until I come so what they had to do is take what he had given them and increase in it and how do you increase in something God has given you by giving it out If you ain't giving out nothing, God ain't going to bring increase in your life. And that's even with the gifts. Some people say, okay, I, I can do what Sister Denise does. You know, I can do what Sister Denise does. Okay, let's say Sister Denise, she gives. It's no problem for her to give because that's a gift that's upon her life. When it comes to asking for something, I don't know if y'all notice, when this woman first come into church, every time we had something going. Sister Denise said, I'll do it. Everybody remember that? I'll do it. It didn't matter who it was. I'll do it. And it got to the point everybody would run to Sister Denise because they know I'll do it. Her name was I'll do it. Yeah. She had a new name. Come on now, let's be real. The new name was I'll do it. She wanted to put, um, she wanted to do everything. Everything that come up in the church, I'll do it. I said, no, you won't. I said, because let me tell you something. You got to know the difference, baby. I got to train you (laughs) to let you know the difference because you're going to weigh yourself out and you're going to get mad because you always saying, I'll do it. Then when it come to you, nobody's doing it and you're going to be mad. You ain't got there yet. Is that true, Sister Nice? Don't we get mad? Don't we got a lot of I'll do it's in here, but when somebody else don't do it, you're mad. That's why those gifts have to be perfected. This is why you have to be trained. This is why you need the word, even with those gifts. So if you're operating in what God has given you, if nobody do nothing, you still say, I'll do it because he gave it to help me. Holy ghost. He is y'all going to get taught because this is why people are so offended because they looking at other people. But God said, who did I say to do it? So these people with these talents, five talents, the one with five talents, God gave him or her five talents. He gave them more. Why? It was according to their ability. He knew that they could handle those five talents. When he came back, they had 10 from the five that he gave them, what, five more. Why? Because he, he trusted them with what they have and they didn't hold on to it. They used it to serve others. Then the one with two did the same thing, but it was one that had one 
and hid it. Didn't want to help nobody, was selfish. God said to the first two, he said, what was it? Thou faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things. Now I will make you ruler over much. Y'all catch this. People are asking, let's, let's just go to money. People are asking, God, if you help me to pay off these bills, I'll be more faithful in my giving. I will give, Lord, where it hurts. If you just help me, Lord, think about this. If you ain't giving with the little, how are you going to give with the much? Because if you can't give with the little you have, how are you going to give with much? If you faithful over little, God say, check it out, y'all. He said little, not much. You know what he said? Why did God say little? Because people look at little as being nothing. So if you faithful over the gift that God has given you, if it's a gift of serving, and you faithful over that, and you become so good in serving, guess what? Let's say Miss Deborah becomes so good in serving that it's an anointing upon her, and Rico was sitting there looking at her, and she said, Man, it's something about Sister Deborah, the, the way she served and the way she carried herself. Apostle, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me serve. Because the way she was doing it, it was so gracefully. And it was so anointed that Rico said, I want a piece of that. Because she wanted to do it because the way that Miss Deborah was doing it. That was a gift that was put upon Miss Deborah. But somebody wanted that because... She carried it out well with the ability that God gave her. And that's what God wants in the body of Christ. Whatever gift he give you, you got to be faithful over that and quit asking for something else because you see somebody else doing it. You're not going to be able to carry it out the way they carry it out because that's not what God would have for you to do. So we have to stay in our lane. So we see that's what happened with the talents, and I'm using that for an example. Now, we understand that everything that God give us is to bring him glory, y'all. It's not about us. It's all about him, and I think that's the problem in the body of Christ. When we find out that, you know, we can prophesy, when we find out we have a certain gift, people go out and try to use that gift for money to solicit. You see in many people that have many gifts, and you see in them out trying to get money for themselves because people have labeled them with that so they're using that for their ability and not using it to glorify God and for the kingdom remember these gifts are to serve others it is not about us so every joint in his supply we help each other amen look at first Corinthians 10 verse 31 and it says the answer is, or therefore, in summary, if you, well, that's not what I, yes, it is. If you eat or drink or if you do anything, do it all to the glory of God. That's what I'm saying tonight. Everything we do, we should do it unto his glory, not unto ourselves. And when we do it unto him, we're not worrying about getting in somebody else's lane. We're not worrying about what this one is doing or what that one is doing. We're doing what God has told us to do. Remember this, if you're not faithful over what God has called you to do, then guess what? Don't look to increase. Don't look to get nothing else. I'm going to tell y'all something. This is why I believe, 
I didn't just get where I am overnight. God had to see how faithful I was, how I was going to be in my word. See, God watches to see how much time you spend in the word, how much time you spend before him, because whatever gift he gives unto you, you have to nurture it through the word of God. You have to develop your relationship with God when things don't seem like they're going the way they need to go. You got to go and talk to God. You got to talk to him, the creator, and say, wait a minute. You called me to this. Something is just not right. And, and I want to say this, y'all, and I think Jennifer, she know me. <laughs> and um, I, everybody else know me, too. I guess everybody in Miracle Temple say, you all up in my business. You give me stuff to do, and you all up in my business. I'm going to be all up in your business because if God showed me something that, that can help you, that's my duty. If something ain't in order. And I'm going to tell you, y'all, um, I, I can sing, but I can't sing like they sing. But I can tell you this. If I walk in a place and the Holy Spirit tell me something is off, I know it's off and I don't even question it. And he'll show me how to put it back in line because I'm the one that he have entrusted with what he has given unto Miracle Temple. So if I walk in a place and I'm saying something to you, please, I beseech you, brethren, (laughs) take what I'm saying or you can sit down. Why am I saying that? Because I'm coming in to let you know that ain't going to work. So this is what we have to do because sometimes we can overwork ourselves when you ain't got people that's with you that's working with you. And then you're not getting what needs to be gotten. So this is why sometimes I'll sit there and the Lord has shown me the solution so I'll share it with Jennifer, or I'll share it with Rico, or I'll share it with Sister Denise. And then people get mad when people come to them and say, this is what we, well, why we got to do that? And the funny thing is, leaders don't use my name. Don't put me out there. Because see, when I come to you, I'm coming to you about my father's business. This is his kingdom. The first thing you say is because God say, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't want to do what God is saying to do, you can just have a seat. Because if you leave that person in that spot, you're going to have trouble fulfilling what God has called you to do because that person is not in sync with you. There is no unity. And that's what the enemy wants because he knows that when God puts something before us and we're in alignment with his will, y'all, there's some power that's going to be in the midst of us and people are going to know who we're serving. Give you another example of the gifts. Dealing with accounting. I didn't, well, I did it a little bit at Wilson's, but we had to turn in paperwork to banks and stuff. And right over there in that office, I never forget. Y'all, the paperwork was tore up from the floor. <laughs> it was tore up, and they needed it, wasn't it, the next day? And the Lord was telling me different things to tell Darlene and Jennifer. Now, they went to school for it. <laughs> I didn't go, but I knew what the Lord said. So as they got things together and we got it together, took the paperwork to the bank, and the man looked at me and my husband, and he said, I need to say something to y'all. I'm like, oh, Jesus. What in the world he got to say? Is it that toe up? You know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, Jesus. And he said, I want to say something to y'all. He said, all the churches that I have looked at, 
I have never seen a church like this with a spirit of excellency. You know why? Because when you're led by the spirit of God, you are sons of God and people are going to see the spirit of God. They're going to see God's glory being manifest. And it didn't take us long in that office, did it? Any kind of way I can help you, just let me know. Now, this man, he left that bank. After he left that bank, I'm getting a call. He said, hey, I ain't there no more. But if you need me, I'll tell you what, you, I'll give you my location. I said, well, thank you. So they knew how we were and how we were set up because anything that God gives me, y'all, ain't going to be done halfway or won't get done. I'll shut it down in a heartbeat. Who will shut down their own uh, apostles' appreciation? I'll shut it down. No hard feelings. Why? Because God is being glorified. It ain't about me. It's about the God who's in me, who bought me where he have bought me from. So we're celebrating him and giving him glory, y'all, that he put a person in place to honor him above themselves. That's what it's all about. Even the church anniversary, it's about giving him glory from where he bought us from to where we are now and how we come together to get where we are now. That's a celebration because we couldn't have done it alone. Every joint had to supply it wasn't about me and my husband alone. It was about all of us coming together. Every joint supply. God has given all of us gifts that will bring him glory. I'm going to give you another scripture on that. Go with me to Exodus 36. And when you get time, you can read that. This is when the temple was being, um, the tabernacle was being built, the furniture and all of that was um, had to be built and everything and had to be set up. And what God did, there were two gentlemen that God put the spirit, his spirit upon. And they were the one that was the workman, workmen in that temple, in that tabernacle to do what God needed to be done. So he put his spirit upon them to get it done. And guess what, y'all? It was done. So where am I going? I'll tell you this. In Miracle Temple, God is going to set whomever he need in this house to get done what this house needs. Give you an example. I'm supposed to have carpenters in here. I'm supposed to have plumbers in here. I'm calling them forth. I'm supposed to have accountants in here. I'm supposed to have, what, builders in here, Every, electricians in here, everything that Miracle Temple need. I speak that God planted right here in this house. So if I need an expansion, I got my builders. God does that, y'all. Why? Because he keep it within the house. He put lawyers in the house. He put doctors in the house. He put whatever the need is in the house so we don't have to go out in the world to get it and pay for it because he put it in the house. That's what's supposed to happen. This is what happened with the tabernacle. Everything they needed was right there amongst them. And guess what? It's in this house. Because everything that we do is supposed to be inside out first. Not outside in. You cannot get the outside to work in if the inside ain't working out. If we're not coming together, would somebody else want to be a part of what you're doing? Uh-uh. If we can't come together, 
to get it done. Do you think people that are around you is going to have that same enthusiasm that you don't have? Because if you're not sharing with people what's in your house, how are people going to be a part of your house? They're not. So this is why whatever God give you to do, it's supposed to be done unto his glory. It's not about us. It's all about him. So what we need is supposed to be right here in this house. And we're supposed to work together to get done what God will have for us to do. And when you go through the word of God, they work together. Whatever needed to be done, they came together to do it. It was not this one saying, I don't have, or this one saying, I don't have. Whatever the need was, it wasn't, I don't have, because you kingdom citizens. God already know what you have. It wasn't trying to think about what I'm going to give. Your heart should be already ready to give without, that's why the sheet says, give from the heart. And now it's still hard because the heart seemed right. When your heart is right for the things of God, You already got your mind made up. You already made a decision before anybody asked for anything. Why? Because you're connected to the kingdom, and that's how the kingdom works. But see, when I talk about things like this, people, flesh be going crazy, be going wild. Because everybody thinks it's always a quarter. That tells me that's a stronghold somewhere. But when you know how to... When you have that spirit of giving, it ain't no problem to give when you have the gift of giving. But guess what? Even if you don't have the gift of giving and you're part of the kingdom of God, you still give. Because it's part of being a kingdom citizen. That's just where your heart is. We're here to help everybody, every brother and sister. We don't pick and choose. Well, I'm going to help Angel. But Jonas, I don't know about that old Jonas. I don't think I'm going to help her this time. She looked like she all right. But let's help Angel. Y'all remember the illustration I did when I put Tisha up here with me? And I said, who would you help first? People said, Tisha. Because you looked at Tisha differently from me. You were looking naturally and not looking spiritually. Tisha could have been a millionaire and you giving her your money. You wouldn't know because, see, that's why you got to connect to the spirit. And know what the spirit of the living God is saying for that timing. Just because, just like Miss Mary. If I put Miss Mary and I put Monica together, who would y'all give to first? Monica? See, some say Miss Mary, some say Monica. Did you hear from the spirit? No, you judging, looking outwardly. You don't do that. You don't judge no man by the flesh. That's why you got to be hooked up with your word. And some people be saying, neither one of them need it. Give it to me. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Neither one of them need it. Give it to me. And see, this is, this is the funny part, y'all. And I'm, I'm going to go somewhere with this. Y'all, we're getting somewhere with this teaching because God is showing us where our hearts are and how we need to be more connected to the word to know the difference. We can have speakers to come into the house and speak and we give the speaker a love offering the speaker get more of a love offering than the body of christ would give into the giving of the church anniversary say what how is that can somebody tell me 
How is that? Speak now, forever hold your peace. <laughs> That's where their heart is at. This little woman sitting here, Sister Denise, it was so funny because we had to gather up the gatherings and, you know, she there gathering up to give the person and make sure everything is in order. And I looked at Sister Denise and said, what the world wrong with that woman? She, she looked mighty sad. She looked downhearted. At the end of the thing, she said, Pastor, I don't mean no harm. But how in the world the speaker get more than people was even given for the church anniversary? I said, Sister Denise, just leave it alone. Just seek the Lord while he can be found. This happens. So that tells me there's a problem. Then we had one person that didn't even give in to the church anniversary and broke out a large bill and gave it to the speaker and didn't even give into their own church. That's why we need Jesus. That tells you where people are. This is why I say it takes the word and it takes being trained in the word. When I started out with this, I was saying that Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He was speaking to his followers. Those followers had to be raised up under him to know how to carry themselves with what God entrusted them with. God entrusted Jesus first. And when he was entrusting Jesus, Jesus called the ones that was going to follow him, that was going to be apostles. And they had to walk like he was walking. And when they got out of line, he had to bring correction because he knew he was going to be with the father. So everything he did, they did done after he left because they were trained well and when the other disciples got out of line the apostles put them back in line and say this is how we carry out things this is the way we do things according to the word so we're here to help one another we're not here to work against one another we are the body of Christ we're not here to worry about what Renee do or what Angelo do we're here to say God what you will have me to do that's what I want to do outside of what they're doing what they do that's between them and God but guess what all of us supposed to be on one accord meaning that God whatever you have going on God I may not have what they're asking me but my heart is here to give what I know that you would have me to give because you know my heart. Y'all, it works every time. Me, as your pastor, it's been times that when the Lord would give Sister Nisan them amounts that they wanted us to give, I didn't have it. But I said, yes, Lord. I said, I want to be a part of that. And I remember I was praying and I said, Lord, I don't see it naturally but I'm going to give you glory that I already have it. This is no lie. Somebody walked up to me one Sunday and said, here, I opened my hand. It was exactly what I needed. Why? Because God knew my heart. And this is what I'm saying. We went over this last week that it's not about us. It's all about him. And if your heart is right, you may not have what you need to have for what's needed but if your heart is right, God has sent somebody to give you with what's needed. I had somebody else in the ministry that they wanted to give something, and they were so excited. They said, you know, I want to give something so bad, and I didn't have it, but I said, Lord, I want to be a part of that. They weren't even working, y'all. Didn't have a job. 
you know, they was making ends meet, but to God be the glory. And they said, God, you got to help me with that. And how about they um, called me and they said, have you received a check yet? And I asked them, I said, no, who from? Their cousin. They began to tell them what we was doing at the church. Their cousin wrote them a $100 check. That's where their heart was. So what am I telling you? When we come together as a body for what God is doing, if it ain't in your house, God done touched somebody else's house because of your heart to bring it in your house to bless what he's doing for the kingdom. And it ain't no struggle because the Bible says the blessings of the Lord make you rich and add no struggle to it. I'm going to give you another case scenario. God got me going somewhere for a reason. This is this right here. How many when you got something going on in your house? Pray. Jesus. That stove. I'm on one burner. But Lord, I'm going to be faithful over that one burner. Because we still got to eat. You said if I'm faithful over a few things, you will make me rule over much. So I'm going to give you glory just like I got. Four burners. Matter of fact, I'm going to put stuff on them even though they ain't coming on. Because I know that you're faithful. And every day, hallelujah, thank you, God, for my stove. God, I give you glory. God, I give you honor. I give you praise, God, because I already got my stove. Honey, go in there and, and turn that thing on. And husband, right behind me. Yeah, baby, let's turn it on. What we eating tonight? Baby, I got all four burners on. So you do that for about a week or two. All of a sudden, Julia Moore, I call her Moore, Davis, she called and say, Pamela, I got something for you. Girl, what you got? For some reason, I was in prayer today, and me and Manny just got a new stove, and the Lord told me to give you my stove. Ain't nothing wrong with my stove, but it was one in the store particularly that I told my husband that I wanted because it goes better with the refrigerator. Would you like my stove? Pam, throw down the phone. Hallelujah. God, I know you heard me. I give you glory. Those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their spirit. God, I pick it up this evening. And Julia said, mm-mm, you don't have to pick it up. I already made arrangements for it to come. They should be at your house in a few seconds. <laughs> so this is the key. I'm going somewhere. I'm using these two as examples. Pam prayed for that stove. She gave God glory for that stove because she know that's how it is. Julia, she got her new stove. So we, we up in the temple and we giving God glory. And all of a sudden, Pam said, I got a testimony. I got to tell y'all how good God is. So she began to tell people about the stove. And she said, God did this. And if he did it for the stove, whatever we got going on, God can do whatever he need to do. So Sister Nee stand up and she say, we believe in God for $10,000. And Pam sit down and say, nah, my stove didn't cost no $10,000. I don't know about all that. I ain't got no $10,000. I don't know what she thinks she's going to get 10000 And what she need $10,000 for? So Pam just said, I ain't got it. I need each member to give $100 and we can meet that goal. Pam called Julia. Girl, God is good. He blessed me with that stuff. You got $100 to give him, B. 
So Pam, don't holler. This is just, uh, y'all, I'm just using these two. Pam, don't do like she did for the stove. Pam, roll over and go to sleep and say, if she get that $10,000, I know he's Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> End of it. Can I ask y'all a question? Why is it like that in our house? But in God's house, we don't do that for his house. Let's just stop right here and say, Selah, and somebody help me. Give me a mic for real. I'm rooting up tonight. See, we want these gifts that God has given us, and we have them, but we don't hear him when he's telling us to do what we need to do with the little we have. Who want to help me out? Tell me what's going on. Come on, Tyson. You ready already? Come on. No, this is truth, y'all. This is truth. This is what's happening in the kingdom. And God has given all of us what we need to do with what we need to do. This is why we personally got to stay away from the world and separate ourselves. Because when it comes to us... <clears throat> Brother Manny, I got to keep using you as an example. We have to get the stuff, the mess that's in us out before God can, can put what he has in us. And so we are so used, we are so used to doing for ourselves first, and we want to make sure that we have the best. And, and uh, when it comes to the church, uh, we'll put it on the side. But when, when you put the church first he says seek ye first and the rest be added to you and when you learn the right ways uh, that God wants you to do then you're, you're make more of an effort into making sure your church house is right and then you'll make more of an effort into getting to learn what God wants first and then uh, just like we like she said that sister Pam for example, that had prayed and they touched and agreed that that stove was going to come. But that's why every joint supply, when we all come in and we touch and agree, is nothing that can't be done. And and we have to make sure that if we're the hand or we the eye, we are part of the body. Put our gifts in and put it together and then we'll see the glory of God in this house. Amen. Amen. Jennifer? I think one thing as far as like with the gifts, um, and I'll use Apostle example, somebody will come in and they'll see her operating in the gifts, and they think, oh, wow, that is awesome. I wish I could do that. But then when God gives you the gift, then you don't want people calling you, Lord, I wish they'd leave me alone and quit calling me. But see, that's what the gift is for. And when we're in need, if I'm in need, <laughs> and I'm going to use me an example, when I was hurting so bad and needed her, I didn't even call it, are you awake? I just said, it's me. It's me. But see, we don't want nobody doing us that, us that way. We got the gift, but now we don't want to be bothered with it. We want to go, turn over and go sleep instead of using it to help somebody else. Amen. I'm going to do an example. The Holy Spirit is telling me to do something tonight, and I'm going to close after this. And I still ain't got through my teaching. Um, I'm going to do this. This is what I want everybody to do, okay? If you got a piece of paper, I want you to write down 
on what I'm asking, okay? What pops up is what I want you to write down, okay? There is a need, and I'm asking you, this is an example, there is a need, and I'm asking you, can you give into that need? Put down the amount you want to give. Okay, everybody got it down. Shouldn't take long. Okay, Sister Nisa, I want to use you for something, okay? Now, this is what I want to do. I'm going to start over here with Jay. Sister Nisa, I want you to write down what he said he wanted to give. What you want to give? $10, Jay. Just write down 10 Kathy? Kathy, 10 Rick? Rick, 10 Okay, honey. 200, my husband. Jennifer? Jennifer, 10. Miss Mary? Miss Mary, 10. Manny? I want what's in your heart. What, what come to you when I say there's a need? What amount come to you? No, no y'all just keep y'all amounts because I said what? I said there's a need. And I'm just telling you to write down an amount. I'm using it for an example. What would you give for that need? Do y'all still, where you at? What you give for that need? Everybody understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. They still at their price. They're still. I'm saying what come to your heart. Now, it don't matter if it's tonight or when it is. It's where your heart is. Okay. Oh, at the time. Okay. Okay. Y'all okay? Y'all okay, Miss Mayor? Did you? You told me already, didn't you? Okay. Miss Mayor said 250. Kim Carlson said 50. Manny? Manny said 50. Sister Niece, 500. Brother Willie, 20. Jennifer, Jennifer, 100. Tyson, 20. Quana. Gen- uh, Julia, 1,000. Uh, Jamie, 20. Rico, 20. Miss Deborah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where you at? Where you at? Okay, Miss Deborah. 50. Athea. 500. Monica. 20 for Monica. Okay. 20. Angelo. 20. Renee. 50. Little man. He said five for little man. Barbara, 20. Five for Jonas. A hundred for Angel. Pam. Five hundred for Pam. Elno. Five dollars. Five dollars for Elno. Brother Hayes. Twenty-six dollars for Brother Hayes. Um, Terry. Terry, a hundred. Did I get everybody? Uh, Kim, 50, 
Did you say 50? 80 for Kim. Is Gloria back there? Gloria 120. Now, when I said tonight, when I asked you, it's a need, how much would you give? Where did your mind go? To your pocketbook? Did it go to your pocketbook? You said pocketbook. Okay, some went to the pocketbook. What I've been talking about tonight. Do y'all see what I'm saying? You trusted in what you got. I didn't ask you that. See how you miss it? This is why the church is lacking. Because if you hear from God, you already got it. You going on your budget. <laughs> that ain't kingdom. Because when you hear God, you're saying, okay, God, you know more than I know. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm going on what you're saying and not on what my pocketbook have or my bank have or what my savings have. God, I'm going on what you're telling me. Is there a problem in the body of Christ? Terry? There you go. I didn't ask for a certain amount. Did I? Okay, add up those numbers. Sister Carol said 25. Do y'all see where I'm coming from? Who are we depending on? God told us not to depend on ourselves. We have to depend on him for everything we have. Guess when we depend on God, y'all? When nothing else works. Now we're ready to say, Monica, I believe, I believe. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Let's see how much that is. Now, some of that is based on what we have. That ain't based on what you hear God say, right? Because some people want to be on it to say, well, I'm going to give you $20, or I'm going to give you 30 I'm going to give you 50 That's all I can give you right now. But what did God say? And I can understand people saying, well, you said right now. Guess what? God, I don't have it right now, but this is what I want to give. And guess what? You can bring it back. That's what I'm talking about because that's where your heart is. And if you have a whole year to do it, there's a difference, isn't it? If God lay on your heart, I want you to give $1,000. He giving you a whole year. Guess what? And he's going to supply it. How much is that? How many people in here? Do y'all see what I'm talking about? It's right in the house. So this is why I say you got to be in the word to hear him. Because if whatever God tell you to do, he ain't going back on what he said if you trust him. And what he said and not in your ability. That's how the gifts work, y'all. He give them according to your ability. God is our father. He know how much we can give because it's already given unto us. That's how it worked. Ain't God good? Isn't God good, y'all? 
That's how it's supposed to work with the kingdom. Leave you out of it. The gifts are not even going to operate the way they should if you're in the middle of them trying to make them operate. It's not going to happen. Hallelujah. Did anybody have something to say? Come on, thief. No, come on. We need to hear you. To God be the glory. I got to tell on myself. When Apostle first said it, right, I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? And I heard $500. But I sat there and I rationalized it. <laughs> and I wrote on my piece of paper $100, right? <laughs> I did. I, I asked him. I did ask him. And I heard $500. And I, and, and I took a thought. I did. I took a thought. And I wrote 100 and then I was like, uh-uh, that ain't what he said. I, I, I heard $500 in my spirit. So that's why I said what I said. And I know that God will supply. But I took that moment to get in the flesh. After I asked the Holy Spirit, then I tried to ask Othelia. It ain't going to work with Othelia. You should know that by now. Come on, Jennifer. Pam, you got something? You can come up. I thought this was cool, and I hope God showed it to y'all too. You remember you just standing there saying, as Jesus, as God gave it to Jesus, and he taught the disciples, all I'm seeing is a straight line. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same thing with us that Jesus did with them. Amen. And I thank God because, like she said, it when she comes in to bring show me something or bring correction, it's helping me because... It, take, it ends up taking a load off. It ends up getting us a shortcut somewhere instead of us scratching our head and, and worrying over something and saying, oh, my God, how are we going to fix this? And even like, with, was it Sunday, Brother Willie, that you came to me? And it was something, oh, it was about the minutes. And um, he broke something down to me that I didn't have clear understanding on. And it was, I was like, thank you, Jesus. So I just, I thank God even for that because... Um, like with the deacons, with what they do, it ain't that they're in our business. It's God's business, and they're helping. I look at it as somebody helping me, you Amen. know, like, because I'm, you know, I'm good for keeping a list because I don't want to forget anything. So if, if he comes to me and he says, have you got this or have you done this or whatever, to me I look at it as a help because I don't want to fall behind and not have it done. Amen. Pam, you can leave it on, Jennifer. Huh? No, you come on up. I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for you being a correction officer or the Holy Spirit. God is good. But I just want to say, I remember I was, I don't want to say was, was this past tense. I am a giver. I've always loved blessing people and helping people. But when you're not led by the Spirit to do all these things, it brought bitterness to my heart to help people because 
when you, like, you, just like you taught tonight, well, when you need help, no one is there or you think no one is there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I believe that you have to wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he, t he taught me patience. Oh, my Lord. He had to teach me patience when it came to my daughter because I got so angry with the Lord because I did all that running back and forth by myself. There was time I didn't have gas money. There was time I couldn't stop to get my daughter a burger along the way. Because one thing, I had to bring pride down. I was so full of pride. That was my first stronghold in my life because I held on to so much anger and bitterness. I'm like, Lord, all the people that I've helped, all the bills that I have paid for people, I can't get a blessing back. And one morning, this been years ago, and I think you, I call you about something. Anyway, you say, Pam, it's not the big, the big blessings that you look at. It's the small things that God do for you. And when I started looking at the little, that's how I, I learned to step out on faith in things that I do. When I do things with people, I don't do it for you to say, Pam, thank you, I love you. You don't have to say nothing to me because I feel I do it to the glory of God. And this teaching here tonight, what I put on my paper, $1.5 million by faith. And I knew I didn't have that, but I always want to be a blessing to people when I have it. I always want to take my hand to someone else's and say, what can I do for you? But I had to stop because people use that and just keep abusing it. But when you were saying how people gave to people outside of the church and not their own church, it's a personal thing. It has nothing. It's just a personal thing with our pastor. I'm just going to say it. People prefer to bless outsiders than insiders. And it's not right. And so we come on one accord with the Holy Spirit and our giving, we lost. We, had to, we have to get there. I had to get there. I don't do much as I should for the ministry, but I thank God. I know God knows my heart when I can and when I can't. I just love, I just love blessing people. That's all. I want to say this. Don't go nowhere, Pam. This chick right here, y'all, she was like useless to me. I remember Pam used to call me because it was a girl that used to call you all the time. Wanting, wanting, wanting. And I said, Pam, have you ever stopped to ask God, is it for you to give to her? Well, she need help. You don't even remember, do you? She need help. I said, Pam, you're her help. And as long as you keep giving her, and she was saved, she ain't going to seek God for nothing. She using you because that's where your heart is. And if you don't back up and let her trust God for herself, then she's going to always depend on you. This is what happens when people see givers. Pam do have the gift of giving. She had the gift of serving. I have saw it activated. I have saw it at work. But I have saw her pull back because of all this stuff she was doing. She wasn't getting it back. Yes. Part of it was because God ain't told you to do it. When God ain't telling you to do something, you're doing it, you on your own. You just gave your money, put it in bags with holes, and then you waiting on God to bless you. And God said, I didn't tell you to put your money over there. You chose to put your money over there. So what are you looking back from me? Because it wasn't in alignment with what I said. Y'all, this teaching is going to help y'all. I got delivered. <laughs> and then you don't do it with bitterness, do you, Athea? Yeah. You don't do it with bitterness when you give away buses and houses and 
and calls and all this stuff. You don't get mad at people. Come on, Julia. Is this helping? Rico, you got something, sweetie? I know you do. Just come up and get in line. Um, well, I'm just a firm believer that um, we all should give into the kingdom. And not because we expect anything in return, but when the Lord does know our heart and we do give because he tells us to give, we really don't have to worry because I'm a witness of that. Whatever he tells us to give out, he's going to bless it, right, give it right back to us, even though we don't expect it. And I think that a lot of times we judge people by appearance or because they are givers. And so we may be thinking that sometimes like me and Manny, oh, they just giving because they got it like that. Or he got a good job. She got a good job. But it's times, and trust me on this, that the Lord has told us to give that we didn't have to give. And for instance, with the children for Christmas, you know, I raised our hand for us to give. And I didn't really have the money to do, you know, what we raised our hand to do or whatever, but I was trusting God. And when I went to the, I went to some other stores, but I didn't really like none of the stuff. And I didn't want to give people nothing that I wouldn't give my own kids. So I ended up going to Belts, and I got the stuff at a reasonable price. But anyway, to make a long story short, I got some really, really nice stuff. And when I was going out of the store, I'm like, oh, man, these pants I bought Erica, they on sale. Like, and they still in the truck of my car. So I went to my car, and I got that stuff out of the truck of my car, and I took it back and got it for the sales price. Everything I had spent on those kids' clothes upstairs, I got it right back downstairs. And, you know, I just want y'all to know God is faithful. And even he can take a little and make it much. And, like, even with our gifts and our talents, and I believe that, too, that everything that we need is going to be right here in Miracle Temple. Like, we shouldn't have to go out of this church for anything. Every need is here. Every joint supplied. You know, we may not be part of the fivefold, but he may give you the gift of cleaning or cleaning the toilets or whatever. We all got gifts. And so we shouldn't have to pay anybody. If we needed some new curtains right now, it's somebody in here that can sew, that can make those curtains, that we don't have to go outside of Miracle Temple and get it done. And even when somebody asked me to do something, and they wanted to pay me for it, but like in my heart, that's the scripture that come, just kept coming back to me, that every joint supplied. And my husband, he had to reel me back in today like, I know you got to do that, but we got bills now. But, you know, I'm going to do a little bit at the time, but that's how my heart is. Like whatever I can do for the ministry, for the Lord, and if he lay it on my heart, I'm going to do it. And I feel like, too, we ain't none of, now we women, I'm going to hush in a minute, possible. but um, I be thinking about that even with the stuff that I buy sometimes for myself, like I can go spend $300 on a purse, but then if the ministry needs something, then I don't have it. How can I carry a $300 purse, but I can't sew $300 into the ministry? 
So I have to check myself and pull myself back because if I can spend that kind of money on Julia, how much more can I give to the Lord? Amen. Give me a um, I'm a giver in a lot of ways, but just like um, Sister Pam, I've been burned a lot too, and it has caused, you know, like a drawback. And then when you, um, where you was so liberate, um, you allowed the enemy to come in and put a damper on things. But <clears throat> I know that, you know, what my, um, what the word tells us that we're supposed to do. And, you know, I have to keep pushing beyond that because, um, especially now, um, and I don't work like I used to. So I try to be, you know, sometimes the enemy will creep in and, and well, you know, you ain't got what you used to have. <laughs> and then my husband, he peeping over there and <laughs> I'm trying to turn the coat over there and cover it. I said, Lord, you just got to help me. <laughs> and then when I get, get it in the envelope and seal it on up, right on it, I look over there, I, he said, <laughs> I said, here it is, right here. I said, Lord, you just got to help this man. <laughs> you know, we ain't missed a meal and everything keep turning. And it's all because of God. And I know that, you know, but he don't have that. He's not where he should be. But, you know, it's just been such a struggle. But <laughs> I just wanted to say that a little bit. But um, I wanted to sow this in I want you to pray that God pull me out of that um, drawback. It's been a drawback, but and I want to get back where I was. And guess what? She already there. See, the thing is, the enemy wants you to think that you can't. Tell him, you're right. I can't. God has already done it. So you follow the leading of the spirit. And when she followed the leading of the spirit, she's never going to miss nothing. You know how I know? Because she's a king's kid. And if you do what God tells you to do, God will bless you in ways that you never imagined that he will bless you. Rico, you're not the only one, baby. It's a lot of us sitting in here right now tonight. Why is God bringing us to Miracle Temple? Because we're supposed to go out of here and show people kingdom. Not show people broke, busted, and disgusted because we're supposed to be giving God glory with the little we got and being faithful over. And then when we're faithful over what we have, God will take and make us ruler over much. So ain't no shame in nobody's game in here because guess what? I had to start down there to get where I am today. And if y'all know me, my husband, Jennifer, we go get stuff and give it away. And one time my husband told me, Jennifer, won't you bring nothing else back up in this house? But we always wanted people to have. Y'all, Miracle Temple had eight, nine cars that was given to me and my husband, given to us. We gave them to people in the ministry. Everything we get, I had refrigerators, stoves. When I got one, I gave it to somebody else. Why? I didn't sell it. I gave it away. We got people in the ministry doing the same thing. As I follow Christ, you follow Christ. I'm not going to tell you nothing that I have not done myself. But y'all, it's time to be kingdom citizens and not look at natural and look at supernatural. Naturally don't get you nowhere, does it? 
So y'all, I'm telling you, grab hold to this teaching. Let go of how you feel. And do what God is telling you to do outside of what you have. And I'm telling you, he will multiply. Amen? Anybody else before we close? Come on, Sister Neith. I just want to um, encourage Miracle Temple when God puts something on your heart and it's there and he put it on your heart, don't overlook what he put on your heart and don't always look at what you don't have or what you do have. Keep your eyes on him because I'm here to tell you with seeds that you sow and into good ground and you sowing it with a good heart, God is going to bring it back to you a hundred times fold. Me and my husband, we don't have a lot of money. We don't. We really don't. But we make it by believing and trusting in God. Some of us believe and trust in God like me in different areas in your life. Where I'm weak, he's strong. And where he's weak, I'm strong in areas. But I'm here to tell you, when you tell people about what Miracle Temple is doing, or people see the life that you're living, and you go and ask them and let them know what you're doing, they will pour into you. All you have to do is open up your mouth and ask. God will lead you who to go and ask. But a lot of us don't like to ask because pride. We don't want people to know that we're asking them for money or we begging for money. It's not you begging for money. It's just that you're asking. I have been asking for donations for the church anniversary. Asking. No one has turned me down as of yet. No one. I asked. They said, what do you, uh, what do you get? When I asked, I said, nothing is too big. Nothing is too small for God. I said, we want to do some work to our, our vest of you. And people pour into it. They pour into it. They give it. Even me and T, I told my people, I said, uh, don't forget, need my donation this week. And one of T friends said, and don't forget Athea. See, T all up in House of Rayford trying to take my people, but I enjoy it. I'm telling you, I enjoy it because she is asking and people is giving. I enjoy that. So that made me feel good to know she's asking. She's moved into another area. She's moved up in her life. She's not trying to do it all by herself. She's asking because people, God will put people in your path to give to you. But it's up to you if you're going to break your pride and ask them for it. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. We're going to go ahead and call the deacons up and we're going to dismiss. But I'm going to tell you all this teaching, these teachings that we're going over, if you let allow these teachings to get in you, you ain't going to have a problem. Because you going on what the word says. Amen. And if you have not signed the list for the dinner for church anniversary, please sign the list. It will be cut off on Sunday. And I believe Carol is going to give tickets out to the ones that's on the list so we can make sure.